And I think the way for me that I found success in the classroom was that when students were learning through joy and they were just showing up every day wanting to be there. Like that for me was where I found like I had the most success. And I think I was always fortunate where um, that environment led to what people were looking for at the end, which was success in, on, on different metrics in terms of like standardized testing or what have you. Sheree is originally from Boston, Massachusetts. As a Boston native, she experienced two school closures, which sparked her flame for education reform. After graduating from American University, she joined Teach for America and fell in love with teaching and supporting teachers to facilitate joy in the classroom. She believes that teaching is one of the hardest occupations and wants more teachers to engage in self-care. Thus, she founded Black Teachers Travel, which plans trips for Black educators across the globe. In her free time, you can find her reading a fiction novel by a Black author, traveling with friends, visiting family, or dancing around the house. Here's my interview with Sharia from Black Teachers Travel. Welcome to the Teachers Impact podcast. We have a special guest today. Her name is Sharia, and she is the founder of Black Teachers Travel. I found her on Instagram and was really inspired by the mission of her company. So I wanted to have her on as a guest for the podcast. So please welcome to Sharia to the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you. So excited to have you. So we're just going to get right into it. The first question is, what really drove you to become a teacher? Um, I think most people don't realize or know that I originally didn't want to be a teacher. I actually didn't think that I would be good at it. (laughs) And I wanted to um, actually go and be just like in policy and do education reform. And it wasn't until a mentor of mine in college actually asked me, are you sure that you want to like go and change policy and change the things for teachers and administrators when you've never had the chance to be one when you've the last time you were in the classroom you were only a student and so that for me really just shook up my world at the time because I just knew what I wanted to do and so when I eventually decided to apply and work to become a teacher my first teaching job was actually in New Orleans and I loved it like I loved it being in this like in the classroom with students I knew then that I wanted to be an administrator and so I've been doing that ever since um, and I'm, I'm glad that I made that decision that's awesome it's funny how sometimes we get into education just you know by a mentor talking to us and it just uh, sparks that fire mm-hmm. so that <laughs> yeah that's really great Um, So my next question is, what made you start the organization Black Teachers Travel? Yeah, so that, I think there's two two parts to that story. The first thing is what most people know, if you ask any of my friends or family um, members, I love to travel. Like, that's just something I've always wanted to do. I had my first travel experience when I was actually in high school uh, with a program called Summer Search. And so I just, I've loved to travel ever since. Then when I realized the older I got and when I first got into education and being an educator I remember like wanting to use our like what they call teacher breaks when honestly they're really not they're just like weeks or days of rest (laughs) Um, exactly (laughs) and so uh, I realized then that I was having this extra time and when I would want to travel with other educators we were so tired like trying to plan a trip was just out of this world like it just was an additional task 
it was almost like writing sub plans. Like we just, we couldn't do exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> we just couldn't do it. And so I had decided then I was like, you know what, what would be great is um, if there was something out there that would plan trips around the times that teachers have breaks off, like have breaks or time off, so like summer, winter or spring break. And sort of just takes that additional load off their plate. And so when I realized there was nothing there, I was like, well, this seems like an, a perfect opportunity or a way for me to plug in and do something. One, that I love, which is travel, two, network, and three, bring Black educators specifically together. And so that is how Black Teacher Travel was formed. That's awesome. I think it's a wonderful idea because I love to travel myself. But then when I think of actually planning a trip, I'm just like, no. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's so many parts. It's so, so many parts, Shane Marie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's why I said I was like inspired by, you know, your organization because that it, it, it takes a load off when you can just have somebody else plan it and you're with other educators. So it's not like you have to find the time, find the time to get someone else to go with you. Because mm -hmm. teachers are already off or, you know, an educator, they're already off in that time. So you have someone to go with, plan the trip for you, and you can really actually enjoy your time off. So exactly. I think, yeah, it's a wonderful idea. And my next question is, like, how do you, how do you define success as an educator slash um, entrepreneur? I know success is different for everybody, but how do you specifically define it? Man, that's a, I don't, it's such a tough question for me because when I think about success in the classroom, the way that education is set up now is so data driven. So it's like so many students have met this particular metric, have this particular, um, or had this particular score on a given assessment. And I think the way for me that I found success in the classroom was that when students were learning through joy. And they were just showing up every day wanting to be there. Like that for me was where I found like I had the most success. And I think I was always fortunate where um, that environment led to what people were looking for at the end, which was success in, on, on different metrics in terms of like standardized testing or what have you. And so that's how I sort of describe success for me in the classroom. I think sort of thinking about being an entrepreneur, specifically in education, what I found success is where people sort of leave the experience or leave the, the trip, like saying to themselves, I met like-minded individuals. I didn't spend my entire time talking about my job because I already do that, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. I had a great time with other educators and we experienced something new and we now have a unique experience that we that will always share in a bond that no one would truly understand unless they were in on that trip or in that space. And so that's how I've decided to um, describe success for being an entrepreneur. That's wonderful. I think joy is something that we leave out of success when it comes to education, because if the students don't have that joy, what's really the point, right? Because we have yeah. to cultivate a joy of learning. And I think, I think that's wonderful because it's something that we forget, especially like you said, with data-driven instruction, it's so much of a focus. But if there's no joy, again, what really is the point? Um, and I love, you know, your take on entrepreneurs, well, uh, being successful as an entrepreneur, having that connection with other educators and leaving with a shared bond after the trip has finished. Because again, you know, bonding and building those relationships and connections is what it's all about, right? 
Definitely. Yeah, I, I definitely relate to both of those things. I think um, as an education or as a elementary educator, it's like I'm sort of building or working with students in order for them to build what their like learning styles are going to be, what their interest in math or reading is going to be, sort of setting the foundation. And when I think about the times the way I've witnessed students not having a joy in the classroom, so they're like, you're sort of taking that away from them as early as kindergarten. Yes, um, yes. I want you to find your, like, your reading identity. You might not like nonfiction texts, and that's okay. Um, you might only want to read fantasy and that is okay too, because when you become an adult, no, well, sometimes they do, you know, depending on what you have to read for work, but usually, <laughs> you know, like re- your reading life is based on like what you want to read and what you believe is important. And, and, and so joy for me is super important when I think about being an elementary educator. Um, and I think that also shows up in the spaces that I've had the chance to hold with the trips that we've had too. It's like, I just want people to have fun. I want people to sort of come and not have to worry and not have to care for the first time uh, out out of an entire stressful school year, especially coming off this last uh, school year, 2020, 2021 was crazy. And so I just wanted people to show. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Awesome. So cultivating joy, right? (laughs) So my next question is uh, self-care is an important part of your business. Um, how does Black Teachers Travel cultivate self-care on their trips? I think the first way that we do it is that I build intentional breaks um, during our trip itinerary and during our trip. Like, I don't pack the entire day. Typically, there's about two activities, one to two activities for that day. But there's always time either in the morning or there are times at night where people just, like, go be a human. Like, we didn't... We all- <laughs> We came to this, um, like we came to the city, but that doesn't mean we all came because we wanted to see the same thing. So for example, in Chicago, there was enough time in the morning for one of the educators to go and like go see this black bookstore that she had heard so much about. And I personally, like I love going to bookstores, more or less I like going to libraries, honestly though. And so that was something she wanted to do. And so she had the time and space to do that. So that's one way that I make sure that I have uh, self-care on the trip. I think another way is, we don't spend the entire time talking about being an educator <laughs> or like, yeah. about, like we, we do that so much. We go and people are always asking like, why do you do, you know, like, like why are you an educator? What's going on? Like you, talk to me. Um, and so even though we, we talk about some of our experiences being an educator, it's not the sole like purpose of the trip. The, the only thing that ties us uh, to come on the trip is being an educator, but that doesn't mean that we need to talk about it all the time. And so I'm not asking bu- like a bunch of questions like, why did you, you know, like, why did you become an educator? <laughs> like, if, it up, if it doesn't, it doesn't. And I think that that's okay. Um, and so those are two of the main ways that I try to find and cultivate self-care on the trips. And of course, just fun activities, doing things that we haven't done before um, would probably be my last way that I try to be intentional around that. Wonderful, wonderful. I like the idea of, you know, having some downtimes because sometimes you go on, you know, these other group trips and the days are just packed and packed and packed and you don't really have time to just sit back and just kind of just reflect like, okay, let me just take all this in (laughs) (laughs) and really, you know, have some time to myself because, well, for me, because I've been on trips where it's been like that, um, because I don't like to plan trips myself, so I do go on a lot of group trips but the days are just packed and 
and I'm more of an introvert, so it's just kind of like I just need like you know like a day, a couple hours, exactly, exactly. To kind of, yeah, to just get myself together, and then I'll be good. I'll be good. <laughs> so I I really appreciate that. Um, and yeah, the second thing you said about not having to always talk about being a teacher or being in education because that tends to burn you out sometimes too. It's like you don't want to always talk about your students and you know how the past pandemic year went. You just want to have fun and enjoy yourself. You know, there's a time for, there's a time for all that. So I think those are, are great. And yeah, just my, one of my last questions. Um, so name, I know, I know you work as a director of teacher development for a Teacher America, is it? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, no, that is correct. <laughs> okay, so if you could just name some of your best tips for teachers that would make them successful in the classroom or just to better their craft, um, what would you suggest? Yeah, I think the, the one of the hardest parts of being a teacher is that, um, and what I always remembered when I was a teacher and administrator was that it was just hard to turn it off like hard to turn off being a teacher. It's one of the jobs where you go home and you were constantly thinking about that interaction you had with that student that you wish would have went better, that lesson you delivered that you wish would have went better or the family interaction that you had that you're like, man, I wish that could have been better too. Um, So my main teacher tip uh, or self-care tip for being a teacher is really just like turning off. Um, On our Instagram page, I do these things that are called like like a break checklist so like a spring break checklist or a winter break checklist or a summer break checklist and the first thing that's one of the first things on there is removing yourself from email communication or now they have group chats whatever that means for you like putting on do not disturb or not opening that tab again um and being very intentional around that and so that's one of the tips that i have for teachers i think the second thing is making time for being a human teachers often show up being superheroes all the time and so how do you show up to be a superhero for yourself like how do you just show up and and decide like today i need a walk today i need a glass of wine today i need to go to the gym (laughs) um yeah that um and I think the last time is like recognizing when you need to say no there Mm. were times when I was an educator and they're like you know I need you to do this thing and it was like a bulletin board (laughs) and I just had to know for me I'm just like no I just can't (laughs) like in all the things (laughs) I have to do I just can't like lesson planning got it bulletin board not for me right now and I just I can't and I was okay like I just had to be okay with that because it wasn't on my list of priorities of things that were important for for me and it it wasn't that important for me or for my kids is what I thought for myself at the time so um knowing when you need to uh need to say no I think is also important Wow. Yeah. Thank you. That's so important. Yeah. Knowing when to say no and having your priorities straight. Cause again, if you don't have your priorities straight, sometimes it's hard to say no. And I think that's one of the biggest things for teachers. Cause you feel like you just have to do everything. Yes. But again, like you said, um, you just have to get your priorities straight and, you know, learn how to say no. And, uh, yeah. So thank you. Um, I'm going to be looking forward to some of your trips. Uh, can you tell us some that you have upcoming or for the next year? What are some trips that you have? 
Yeah, so we just wrapped up our Chicago trip. It was amazing. So if you have not been to Chicago, y'all, I mean, it's a beautiful city. And I didn't, the last time I went, it was the winter time. And so I thought I vowed to never go back. But someone told me to try again in the summer, which I did. (laughs) And it was amazing. Um, So love it. And so coming up for us, we have a Houston trip that's going to be rolled out in a couple days for winter break. So right before, um, right after Christmas, but right before New Year. So look out for that. Um, And also a spring break trip to uh, Puerto Rico in 2022. My goodness, the years are flying. So in 2022. um, So look out for that too. It was a trip that we actually, it was our last planned trip before the pandemic it was actually like right when the world yeah we were supposed to go so i decided to bring that one back a lot of people were excited about it we had um about i want to say 14 or 15 participants that were going to come and so i'm excited to sort of roll that one back out and and hopefully more people can come this time okay one more quick question um yeah on average like how many people do you usually have on your trips Typically between five and six. Um, okay. So it's usually a small knit group of uh, educators. Um, Puerto Rico was, the, when, since that was the last trip, I think by that time we were sort of building some momentum and saw a lot more people that wanted to come. Um, one, because I think it's just learning, like, no, Sharia actually is a real person. And so um, <laughs> moments like this definitely help. And so, um yeah, and there was we built up this momentum, and then the pandemic happened. So it's sort of like starting again uh, for people sort of putting their trust back into us. Gotcha, gotcha. And where can everyone find you? Yep, definitely. So Black Teachers Travel on Instagram, or you can also visit our website, uh, blackteacherstravel.com, where we'll be uploading different trips or different experiences, um, photos and experiences from previous trips. So Chicago pictures should be going live, which shows a lot of fun. Uh, So tune in there and just make sure you look on our Instagram. I'm going to be having some things come with other trip to participants soon where you have the chance to meet some people who've experience black teacher travels trips in the past so make sure you are following us on instagram all right thank you so much sharia it was great having you i'm so glad i got to meet you and took the time to chat with you and so thank you again and hopefully hopefully we can have you back again sometime (laughs) definitely definitely thank you some key takeaways from this episode are that number one As teachers, we need to prioritize what's important to us and what's going to move our students. Number two is take the time to do the things that we enjoy as teachers. So whether that may be traveling, whether that that may be dancing, any kind of hobby that we can enjoy as teachers is important. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to check out the website, teachersimpact.net. If you found this content helpful, please share, favorite, and rate on your favorite podcast app. It helps the show to grow, reach more teachers, and have an impact on student learning. You can email me at teachersimpacteducation at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram at teachersimpactpodcast or Twitter at Shani Marie O. Happy learning and growing.